0: Brentford, I just want to bring it up a bit. They're stumbling. They've had a couple bad results. You know, you go look at the table. I mean, they weren't going to keep that up. Right. Yeah. But, but to go from that to losing at home to Norwich, you know, Thomas Frank, great guy, a lot of good videos about him. Shout out Nikhil for sending the one where he goes to a kid in the crowd. Um, and and,
1: Thomas Frank is Thomas Frank's nickname, uh, the hurt big.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's another Bruce Steve situation. <laughs> yeah. On today's Footy Corner, City hold a training session at Old Trafford as Ole is running out of ideas, so much so that he may play a 73 million pound man at wingback. Chelsea are held at bay by Burnley at Stamford Bridge, while Liverpool are shocked by the hammers at Olympic Stadium. Dean Smith and Daniel Farka out, Eddie Howe back in, and Aaron Rodgers is a terrorist, along with the typical nonce of the week and Mount Rushmore of sports team nicknames. Next. Yeah. And we are back on the Footy Corner. Brian, you're making your second appearance in a row. How's everything going?
1: Things are going good. Thanks for having me back. How are things with you?
0: Not too bad, actually. You know, busy. Tuesdays tend to be busy, but I'm glad we're able to get this out early. Yep. You know, people were watching the matches this weekend. International break's coming up. Let's get through these matches. And then, you know, a little, little break from EPL. Uh, but, yeah, no, everything else is fine. We, we got through Squid Game. I think we were on the – I was on the second episode of Squid Game when we last recorded i'm done with it oh damn it was uh it was that good that i just kept watching so i won't say anything to you where are
1: you at with that one uh, i just finished episode three a couple of days ago yeah, i can't watch it at night i can't watch it at night because it gives me nightmares
0: i was gonna say yeah <laughs> you're you're a little restricted there you know you, if you can only watch yeah. it the day and they're about 50 minute episodes then yeah you know it takes probably a getting, yeah you're probably getting like one episode every few days here you know yeah so, uh good work there uh <laughs> So, you know, everything else is, is good. I'm glad, you know, glad you asked. Glad you can come on again. It's, uh, yeah. it's a pleasure Happy to be you. here. Yeah. And then
1: and then the, the panels next week. Are you are you good three weeks in a row? <laughs> if, if people don't give a shit that I'm on three weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm good. I have fun doing it. The people do I, love
0: it. I, did I compliment I, you on yeah. uh, at the footy corner
1: two people. If you want to comment, he did compliment you on how you shared the story about pole Assassin. Well, I have another uh, fun story this, this week. So hopefully everyone enjoys that, but uh, that's later in the episode. So stay. it'll tuned. be a good one.
0: It'll be a good one. It was, it's, yeah. it's
1: incredible. And, and your, your
0: storytelling is, is pretty epic. So let's, <laughs> let's just jump into it. Then Manchester Derby United city. I think it went the way we all expected city with the two, nothing win by an own goal. Bernardo Silva scoring in the first half uh, in what looked like a training exercise. And, and then again, You know, you're up to nothing. The break, you've seen it many times this season. Team doesn't have to really push hard because there isn't much, you know, resistance on the other end. Uh, You know, was this all too city? All too city? All too easy for Manchester City, especially because it was at Old Trafford.
1: Yeah, it it was. Um, In the past, you've seen a weaker United team step up in this derby, Mm -hmm. and. I think it was a couple of years ago when Liverpool won the title, I guess, when United had that shock 2 0 victory over City, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That right. might have been at City, but, but yeah, it, I always expect this derby to be more competitive than that. And the scoreline is a little even favorable to United. It, yeah. It could have it been worse. So, yeah, I, I guess it was too easy for City. Yeah, I, I'm with you
0: there. It could have, it could have been, it could have been much crazier. But yeah, I mean, now that we're looking at it, um, now City the last few years, last six times at Old Trafford, they've won four of them, and so um, it's starting to not look too good for for United. Uh, and and I feel like we talk about Ole every week, so instead of hearing <laughs> our arguments against Ole, um, you know, I'm going to talk about some things that I've that apparently are coming out. Uh, Bruno Fernandez is, is, is said to be among senior players who feel that they're not getting enough direction from Solskjaer and his coaching staff. Um, Ronaldo is believed to be concerned about the sh- uh, the sharp drop in standards at the club since he left 12 years ago. You got players sympathizing with Donnie Vandebeek for his treatment under the manager. Yep. <laughs> a- a- and that's not good. And now there are fears that Jaden Sancho is, is stagnating after they, they paid 73 million to get and And you know, you know te- teams like ours that spend this kind of money would be getting wrecked for this kind of thing uh and you know it's 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 interesting because the guy can't get into the game you know you him Jesse Lingard who had a great spell at, at West Ham you know these guys were in contention yet Marcus Rashford who misses training two days you know due to the flu is put in into this game so you know I don't think it's 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 showing great leadership the team is is a little uh, annoyed by that um you know what what's your you know impression on that if you're losing the locker room i mean surely olay's got to go soon
1: yeah i you would think so but the things i've seen are saying that the board is behind him through the end of the year or through the end of the season
0: yeah that's insane that's insanity i mean yeah surely if they get to christmas and they are not and they're not in the top four or within the top, within like a game or two of the top four, you know, six points. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at it and say, this is, this is not good enough. Uh, You know, especially, I mean, we just had two managers that we're going to get to replaced Uh, a new Uh one's taken over all this movements going on on the manager front. Conte just came in at at Tottenham that we talked about last week and here is Ole. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. Speaking of Sancho, did you hear about what they're planning on doing with him? no. So <laughs> apparently Aaron Wan-Bissaka is playing through some injuries. Hasn't been playing very well lately. Uh Apparently Ole has been trying or testing James Sancho out at, at wing back. <laughs> so it might go to three in the back and put James and which is okay. Unbelievable. He'd be the most expensive wing wing back on earth.
1: Yeah. That's wild. I
0: mean, yeah, it's, it's out of control at the footy corner to everyone else. Let us know what you think of Ole. I mean, we're just regurgitating stuff. But you know, big picture on United, how how much trouble – I mean, how how much has your confidence in them finishing the top four dropped? I mean, if Ole's the manager, give me a percentage on them finishing top four.
1: He, he's never finished below third in his career as player or manager. That's a good there's, fact. There's still place – there's still time, room, and time for him to bounce back but I have no confidence. I mean, he's not going to finish top three, Chelsea, Liverpool right. and city are just too good. Yeah. And there is a, a feast of competition for fourth. Mm-hmm. That it's- I, I just don't see a team. It, I mean, it, it seems to change week to fucking week with them, but right now they're on, they're on the downslope and it, it, we're like a broken record though. It, it seems like it'd, it'd be hard for them to recover, watch them win their next 10 games. Yeah. But, but on the surface right now, it seems hard for them to, to come back and finish top four. So I, I don't see it happening. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, who knows <laughs> anything can happen, but the, the thing about him staying or going, Ole staying or going is there's no one available for United to to hire, at least in terms of a a high, high profile manager name. I don't think, right?
0: Yeah. I don't think I see one out there, you know, well, you're hearing some rumors about some of the other teams, but there are no, there's no one at the United caliber. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, maybe (laughs) Arien has talked about Zidane in the past, but I don't know if he even has really a connection to that club. So yeah. Yeah. That's that would be a wild shout. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. You're right. You know, there, there's always that situation. You have to look at who's who's out there, who's available. And, and you can argue, well, when Conte was there, maybe there was a better shot. Yeah. And, and, and like you're saying, maybe United is waiting for the summer for some openings to occur.
1: Yeah. Would, would it, if Tottenham had fired? What's his name? Nuno. Blank Nuno. And United had fired Ole on the same day. Which team do you think Conte would be managing right now? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll say this. I think if Conte was going to go to United, it
0: would have happened. I bet you I, I bet you they'd reached out to him. Okay. And uh, I think it would have happened. I mean, I would choose United, personally. Yeah. I, maybe Conte didn't see. May, maybe Tottenham gave in because I heard he's a very – picky manager, right? You know this. He, he likes yeah. the way. Um, and maybe they promised him something in January that, uh, maybe United wasn't ready to do. I don't, I don't know. I would take United if I'm him though, but, but again, yeah, you know, that's, that's true. I don't know. Uh who knows, who knows what will open up in the summer, what will open up even in December? Uh, we just have to wait and see. Uh, but, but I guess they think he's a better option than an interim. So we'll, we'll, we'll go that route with them. Yeah. That, on the other end of it, there is City. We, I do want to say, hey, good, good bounce back for them. Um, you know, they had that loss against Crystal Palace. Uh, they've jumped back into second place, I believe. Um, and yep. for them, it 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 was a good weekend. They they picked up points on, I guess, what we'd call the top, the main three, right? You got them, uh-huh. uh, Chelsea, Liverpool. They picked up two on on your boys. <laughs> they picked up a full three on Liverpool you know they, they they're in second. So um yeah pretty pretty good result for them. Anything you want to say about City before we go on to talk about why one of the teams dropped points?
1: No, they're just too good to uh too good to to have a have a too long of a bad streak. So after one lot I don't think City is going to lose two games in a row.
0: Yeah, I agree. Coming and coming out of the break, they have a fun schedule. This time all at home, but they got Everton in the Premier League. PSG and Champions League and then West Ham, uh, Ooh, all at home yeah. in six days. So seven days. So we'll look at and see how that goes. Speaking of West Ham, uh, impressive wow. victory, three, nothing. Granted it wow. was at Olympic stadium, um, an early goal that questionable. Um, I was actually with Steve. So shout out to Steve uh, <laughs> nice. during the, during this match. Uh, and it was an Allison own goal. You know, there was an argument there that, that he was bumped, uh, you know, could have been called um, Trent scores, the equalizer on a, a very nice free kick that dipped and curled at the same time. Um, but then West Ham, they just kept at it, scored two goals, four nalls. your boy Zuma with the third goal on a, yep. on a nice header. Diva got one late, but you know, and they tried pushing, but, but couldn't get it. Sadio Mane had a really, really dangerous chance. late didn't get it to happen. West Ham, man. I mean, they've been good for two seasons, yeah. Should we take them seriously now?
1: <laughs> yes. I think so. I mean they yeah, they've proven over the last they you know, Liverpool or sorry, Leicester have had mm-hmm. a couple of good streaks and then they kind of dipped down just like last year. But West Ham all of last year they were great. Really contended for top four all year. We were all surprised by that because two years ago they sucked. Yeah. But then they kept it up this year. Mm -hmm. for this season and yeah I mean I think Moyes is is a great fit for them and I I think that's the type of club that he succeeds at. succeeds at like he did at Everton he's not Mm -hmm. a obviously he didn't do well United um I guess he was being compared to Sir Alex and (laughs) that's an impossible standard to to meet um and you've seen similar results to every subsequent manager at United. But I think West Ham is the type of team that Moyes can succeed with. And it's showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they are, I mean, they did look really good in this match.
0: And they, they did that. Mm-hmm. They did it. They they won this match in a way. And I'm sure Liverpool fans that watched the match can agree with me. It wasn't like what Atletico did. I know a lot of Liverpool fans hate Atletico because of the way they played and, and they called it so boring where West Ham, they towed that line where they stuck back, but then they they put enough attack together where, you know, they looked seriously dangerous on counters. They looked dangerous whenever they had the ball, they took advantage of when they had the ball. And then on the other end of it, get compact. when when Liverpool has it, make them just pass it around, pass it around, try to cross. Uh, and, and, you know, because of that, I, I think that's why they're able to get the win, get the goals. They got,
1: um, it wasn't and a full on park the bus like Atletico did. Right, There's exactly. So I think they get, they garnered more respect from the fans. Yeah, they they appreciated their own possession of the ball. <laughs> yeah.
2: Know. Yeah, I don't that's, know if that's true. That's the
1: right way to say it. But you know what I mean? They they didn't just try to um, have a quick shot on goal and then defend again. You right. Know, they it, yeah. They took yeah. their time with the ball and, and they they tried to build up play and really attack Liverpool in a tactical, <coughs> tactical manner.
0: It's a good example of going toe to toe with Liverpool without being reckless. Cause if you go toe to toe with Liverpool and you're reckless, United. Five, yeah. You get shit nothing. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen it as an Arsenal fan. They, to me, and I'm going to say it right now and stick with it, have the most dangerous, dangerous frontline, dangerous offense, mm-hmm. that, you know, that you as a defensive team can be nervous about any second. To me, they're the most dangerous offensive team right now uh, we had a poll and I want to put it here in this segment because you and I are talking about how West Ham seriously good who will finish higher in the premier league table this season the choices were West Ham Arsenal Tottenham and Leicester I kind of didn't put United in this because we you know we were talking about United oh they were fourth. they were okay but you know we should we should <laughs> maybe these teams are at that level maybe you placed Leicester with United here um, but Tottenham 41% uh, of the votes West Ham had 36 and then. Including, a big, including, yeah,
1: including Arsenal, my vote. Arsenal I, I 18.
0: Vo- I voted West Ham. You voted West Ham. I don't even remember. I, think I, I voted, voted correctly. Ar- I voted Arsenal as a homer, but I, I mean. Yeah. I, w- I would say West Ham would be, you know, another choice. But Leicester only got 5%. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that makes sense. They've dipped a little bit in the table. Um, another bad result for oh. them this week. But yeah. West Ham. Get it done. But. I want to bring this up for the for the listeners. This could be a very critical, crucial incident. Um, Angelo Ogbana, who is their one of their center backs, um, has an ACL injury. They're looking into it yeah. more. Uh, they don't know the seriousness of it. But, you know, even if it's not a bad ACL injury, that's still a decent amount of time on the shelf. Uh, and I don't know who's going to play center back for them is the question because uh, he's been strong back there. You know, playing with with Zuma, I guess Issa Diop might be able to step in. Um, And I also want to give a shout out. sufal did sub into this game um, because we know it's been a couple weeks. He's been injured. Ben Johnson's been playing, been playing very well at right back. So they're a team that's had some guys just step in and fill in. Uh, Now let's talk Liverpool. Um, You know, Liverpool. Do you do you have any concerns about this team going forward based on this result?
1: It's hard to base concerns for the whole season on one result. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, it, was, it was just a tough game at West Ham. West Ham's a really good team. It's, yeah. it, it just seems like more and more there's not going to be there, – there's a, a second tier of teams in the Premier League that are not pushovers like they used to be. It mm-hmm. used to be the top four, top six, or whatever, and then everyone else. But now it's the top four, top six, and then another four or five teams that you're going to have to grind out games against. And so, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it's too too much of a concern. It's a long season. Liverpool will bounce back.
0: Yeah, and and I, and I agree. I think they will because, to me, again, their attack is so good, so strong, uh, but you know, Nabi Keita was out in this match. Uh, and that uh-huh. kind of forced him to put Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who I'm I'm not taking away anything away from him, but that's where, you know, where we were talking about depth earlier, you know, there's the, to me it's it's still good depth, but it's it's a drop-off from their normal guys that get the job done. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kato gets the job done. Tiago did come in, but he's coming, he was coming off an injury, so he's not, you know, full strength right now. Uh, you know, they they have a few guys that are that are out. Um and I noticed to its center back, Mati played, and I and I realized they they put him in for Kanate after the Brighton match, where they gave up two goals. Do you think now that they've given up three, they go back to Kanate and Van Dyke? Is that just kind of a rotating door on who
1: who plays with Van Dyke now? Well, if you're playing FIFA, you put in Gomez and Van Dyke. Yeah. That's the <laughs> <laughs> a good shout. But um no, Kanate is really good. It, my judgment on all these players is a little skewed by FIFA because I don't watch Liverpool that much. Um, I think Steve or Irene or Nikhil would really have to weigh in on who they want to see at Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, at center back. I mean, um I know Irene has been singing Kanate's praises for a long time, but um, you know, he's he's good. I, I I don't I don't have too strong of an opinion because I haven't seen him too much, but I didn't see too much of this game, but I did see a play. I forget exactly what it was, but Van Dyke made an amazing tackle on basically what was almost an open goal shot that West Ham had. Um, I think it was in the second half, but yeah, that that was really impressive. And then I had to go somewhere and turn it off and then saw the scores like, holy shit, how did that happen?
0: Yeah. I was going to say, he's so good. He also, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure he bullied Gerard Bowen into just literally dribbling out of bounds. So that was pretty funny too. <laughs> he dribbled over the end line. And I think that block you're talking about happened either just before or after it. So yeah, he's, he's an incredible player. And so we're going to have to see how they do. I want to know from the, uh, the Liverpool guys, I guess we'll see him on the panel, but um, Steve, yeah. Arnie, at the footy corner to let us know, um, how are you feeling about this team and, and what do you think they have to do to avoid results like this where you, it's yeah. not typical. You see them giving up two or three goals, and it's happened a few times now.
1: So yeah, they've given up uh, in Premier League only. Um, they've have they have one point in their last two games. and They've mm-hmm. given up five goals, and they've had Van Dyke in both those games. So yeah, very
0: uncharacteristic. Yeah, <laughs> very. It's uncharacteristic. not something
1: you typically see.
0: Exactly. That's coming, true.
1: Coming up before that, it was two five nil wins, and we were like, "Wow, Liverpool's." gonna win the league but
0: yeah and that's an offense that scored the most in the league right now with 31 goals so that's yeah crazy number uh let's we've avoid we tried avoiding it for a while but we have to come to this brian the
1: other team in the top three that drop points uh, your boys no, this, was, this was a good result this is good news <laughs> chelsea won Burnley good won. news i love it great half, result for them efforts with a goal and vidra tied it um, uh yeah good result elaborate why it's a great result <laughs> Because in 2014, 2015 season, we drew Burnley 1-1 and won the league. Okay. In 2016, 2017, we drew Burnley 1-1 and won the league. This really? year, Drew Burnley 1-1. Win the league? Were those at home?
0: I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. That's I mean that's a great stat. I didn't even have, I didn't have that stat. Usually I come with my my stats, I don't have any today. That was good. This is what we're. This is what we need you for. Um,
1: I, I, I meant to look it up before, but uh, it was it was on the Chelsea Reddit. That's amazing. I, I had to.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, their defense still is the best in the league. Only has given up four goals, but it was on the other end of it. They had so many chances. They were wasteful with them. Um, you know, any. I, I would just want to know what your observations are from the match. You're the Chelsea fan. Uh, please, you know, the, usually when Arsenal comes up, our and goes. It's your segment, so I, I just yeah, ran yeah, like yeah. two minutes. So here, here you go. Let us know what what you're thinking here with Chelsea. I
1: I, I can only base this on stuff I've read after the match. Mm-hmm. Um, sounded like it's kind of a, a a worrying trend for Chelsea is that we played really well, but didn't have the finishing touch and got unlucky. I think we had. 2.6 expected goals or something to Burnley's like 0.4 mm-hmm. um, for all you stat heads, um, which means we should have won three to nil, I guess <laughs> if you round up and yeah. down. Um, but I mean that's that's just how it goes sometimes in soccer. Um, just didn't didn't finish our chances, um, but I mean it sounds like the the players were upset with the result, um, which hopefully gives them the juice and the hunger for, for moving forward. But, um, Thomas Tuchel was, was happy with how the team performed. So I kind of have to base my opinion based on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a matter of them shooting like stormtroopers, you know,
1: 25 goal attempts,
0: four, <laughs> yep. four on target. So, um, Burnley had five goal attempts two on target. So it was, um, that's, how I guess that worked out, uh, you know, and then also you guys are sifting kind of through some injuries that seems to be a theme going on right now. A lot of teams dealing with players hurt. Yeah. So Timo Werner, Romulo Lukaku, not up
1: front for you. Those are the tough ones. Yeah. Ross, ba- Ross Barkley started. So yeah. that was wild. Never, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, and po- I don't think Pulisic is a hundred percent to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, which we'll get to it. But I really, as a Chelsea fan, hope that he, he doesn't feature for her, uh, the United States men's national team, but, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, yeah. I, Liverpool, Liverpool's going to have injuries. City's going to have injuries. You, you have to have the depth and you have to, you have to play through it.
0: It's yeah, no it excuse. Good. It's no excuse in this league. I, I was a bit shocked to see Barkley and Hudson and I know Hudson and Doyle's been playing decent, but them up instead of Mount Ziyech, uh, some uh, of these guys, you know, interesting, interesting stuff. But uh, a,
1: a lot of Chelsea fans are really down on um, Ziyech. He, scored, mm-hmm. he scored, uh, scored the goal against Malmo, I think. Or did he score this match? He scored no, against Malmo. Every, it, scored was Malmo. Against Malmo. Yeah. Yeah, it was Malmo. Yeah, it was Malmo. But apparently he was very wasteful and, and everything. So people are kind of expecting him to maybe go. I've always liked him, but he he hasn't had the results that I that you would hope for from someone like him. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll have to see how this this develop this top three. The last two weeks,
0: we've seen two of the three teams drop points, uh, and and you know, guys. So now that we're hitting the break, we'll get to hit the reset button next week. Everyone that's coming on the panel, that's ready to listen, we're going to do a power rankings of those three. I want to see what everyone's thinking, where these teams are at. Um, so keep that in mind, everyone, um, or you could let us know at the footy corner too. If you don't think you're going to be on the panel, or if you're a listener that doesn't make it on the panel and you give your opinion, we might have you on,
1: uh, let's go to, so now we're going to real real quick Yeah, to go back real quick to the, uh, one, one draws with Burnley. Uh, those are both at home when we last two times we won the the title. So that's that portent. I I put all your money, put your mortgage on Chelsea winning the title because the Drew only won one at home <laughs> there you go that that's where it's at uh and and now so
0: after you put your money on Chelsea so hit pause <laughs> Put money on Chelsea now we're going to shift gears and we usually talk about big teams but oddly enough I think the big news was on some of the other teams this week I want to talk right now about Brentford and Norwich Norwich gets their first one this season at Brentford a team that's been very pesky at home yeah uh, unbelievable Matthias Norman's going six minutes in Adding a goal is Pookie on a pen. Pookie watches back. <laughs> and Rico Henry adds one for Brentford, but it's not enough. Farco wins a game and immediately is fired. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't get that. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of, and Steve mentioned this to me, uh, is that maybe this was planned and, and they wanted to yeah. wait until the international break to, to fire and and assess but it's just the optics yeah. of it are so wild because they've lost like they've lost 25 in a row and <laughs> Farka finally wins a match he goes right. and he and he takes down Shrek in the forest and and he gets canned um so yeah i mean do you feel bad for daniel farka at all
1: no okay <laughs> he's he's still five points through 11 games.
0: Yeah. It, it wasn't good, but they're there. They weren't the last team that didn't have them, which we'll get to in a, in a, a bit later. Um, but now, yeah, they they, they win. They get three big points. They get can let's talk about some of the potential candidates uh, right now. I kind of want to share with you what I've gathered through some of my ITK, some of the information I'm reading the favorite for that job right now. Yeah, boy, Frank Lampard, um not your boy but uh-huh. he's the odds on favorite funny enough which we'll get to in a second he actually wants villa apparently so uh-huh. um he's the odds on favorite there uh, also and there are planned talks later this week um for him they said he doesn't mind managing a team in the second division uh, he he managed derby after all yeah uh, so that's one thing to look for Apparently, also on their list is Dean Smith, who we're going to get to in a second, just got canned as well, and Ralph Hassanoodle, but seeing that he's still the manager of Southampton, I'm not sure I see that happening. Um, that's apparently their shortlist, but again, full court press on Frank Lampard. If you're Norwich or if you're Frank
1: Lampard, what's your impression there? I guess if Frank is desperate for work, he can go to Norwich. But uh, I'm—I don't know. It seems like a swing for Norwich rather than. Well, I do Lampard has had a decent track record managing at both Derby, 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 sorry, and mm-hmm. Chelsea. Didn't work out at Chelsea, obviously, but um, may, maybe, maybe he would be suited well at Norwich. Not, yeah. not to keep them up. I don't think anyone can keep them up at this point. <laughs> but maybe maybe he can do what Fark did and have them run away with a championship title next year. Yeah, it's not a very desirable position.
0: And I, and if I'm Frank Lampard, I, I guess I go to this interview later in the week, but I really try to get, if you really want Villa, I try to get their pulse and say, listen, am I getting this or not? Because if not then maybe that's your, your option. Uh, there are, and, there are other names for Villa too. There are. And we're, yeah, which we'll get to say there are a lot of big names for Villa. And so that's why I'm yeah. saying, if I'm him, I, I say, listen, is there a chance? If not, I'm going to Norwich. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Dean Smith's also a good option for Norwich. He did bring Villa back up after they struggled. He just had a bad run and, and now he's can, which we'll, again, yeah. we'll talk about in one second, but yeah. Um, at the footy corner, too, let us know who you think Norwich's next manager will be. Will be someone that's not even on this list that we're talking about. These three, you know, they I just thought this was very interesting. They mentioned Ralph Hassenhudel, like it's a guy that's already um, employed by another team. So, how does that work? You know, like what and, and if you're him, why would you leave Southampton for you know <laughs> Norwich City, who's horrendous? Yeah, um, yeah, anyway, I'm trying to look up who. If there are any other um, odds for Norwich city's next manager, uh, if there are updated ones, cause I do have actual odds. Oh, here we go. Frank Lampard is the odds on favorite. Then it's Kajetil Knutsen. Don't know who this lad is. Uh, Dean Smith is third uh-huh. and Russell Martin. Do you remember Russell Martin? He was their captain. Not at all. Oh no. He was a center back for them like four or five years ago. He's their captain. And I made fun because there was a baseball player named Russell Martin. Um, Oh, my God. Roy Hodgson is five <laughs> on
1: this list.
0: Nice. So, um, Javi Gracia is somewhere on this list. And if you keep who, going who's down. The and knu- up, who's the Knutsen? Kjetil Knutsen, K-J-E-T-I-L. Are you looking up who this is? Uh, also is is he list, related to Espen Knutsen? Oh, goodness. Me, maybe. Way down on the list. Scott it. Parker and Roberto Martinez, by
1: the way. Um, okay. Scott I'm Parker, not, sure. but Yeah. <laughs> This Cagetta lad, um, so
0: here's, he's, he's currently the manager of Bodo Glimt.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Didn't they have a good result against someone recently? Uh, Roma, right? Yes. There you go. Two two wins over Roma in, uh, Europa conference or some shit. He's basically, uh, Jose Mourinho is his bitch. Flavor of the month. (laughs) That's what he is. Yeah. If you can beat Jose,
0: you're in, uh, the last thing I want to say before we get over that, so let us know people at uh, at the footy corner too about Norwich. Brentford, I just want to bring it up a bit. They're stumbling. They've had a couple bad results. You know, you go look at the table. I mean, they weren't going to keep that up, right? Yeah. But but to go from that to losing at home to Norwich, you know, it's Thomas bad. Frank, great guy, a lot of good videos about him. Shout out Nikhil for sending the one where he goes to a kid in the crowd. Um, and, and Thomas his, you know, Frank,
1: is Thomas Frank's, Nickname uh, the Hurt Big. <laughs> yes, it's
0: another Bruce Steve situation. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I love it. Steve Bruce Bruce Steve Thomas Frank Frank Thomas the Hurt yeah, Big. Yeah, I, I like that Hurt Big. <laughs> I, I, it might be, and I I think I have that. That's beautiful. I never thought of that. Um, we should put it in existence. So those listening, yes. please <laughs> tweet at Brentford. And and let's get them to change his nickname. But yeah, if you're him, if you're him, do you are are you a little nervous and thinking, hey, we we're stumbling. Um, you know, we sit there with I believe it's twelve points, and the you know the relegation teams. I think safety. You know, the Burnley has eight. eight. Yeah. So <laughs> do you start getting a little nervous?
1: No, nah, they've they've been good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, Yeah, just I guess it's
0: probably the last two matches because Burnley they lost 3 1 and Norwich they lost 2 1. And those were two teams and are two teams in the relegation zone. And both teams, their only wins
1: are against Brentford.
0: Correct. And Brentford has lost four straight overall in the Premier League. That's the other thing I want to mention. I mean, the other two are understandable Leicester and Chelsea. Yeah. You know, all this after they beat West Ham. This is wild. They beat
1: West Ham and drew Liverpool, beat Wolves.
2: Yeah. yeah, And then this one.
1: Just they got some easy matches coming up, like against Tottenham and Manchester United. So they're good. Exactly, exactly. So they play. They play Newcastle next. So if they lose the Newcastle game, a team that they will lose. They lose to relegate the teams that are in relegation zone. Beat Brentford. They're gonna lose. Yeah. If well, we'll see. If they do, and it's their third straight loss to a team that's winning their first game of the season then give me until the Newcastle game before I judge
0: okay then it's hot seat
1: hurt big yes
0: hot seat (laughs) hurt big (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's talk about another manager that got canned Dean Smith after Southampton beats Aston Villa one nothing Adam Armstrong scoring a goal in the third minute and then I guess no one else decided to do anything uh yeah I want to talk about Dean Smith before I say anything about Southampton, which will be really brief, uh, Villa Kansen. And this one was a little different than the FARC one. You know, Dean Smith has lost five in a row and the fans, from what I gather, they really love him, but they just all said it's time. And I actually somehow mm-hmm. through my, my timeline know some Villa fans. And so these are just some different tweets from Villa fans. I just want to share at uh, John Gregory 77, who has a checkmark says Dean Smith gave Aston Villa football club, the kiss of life when the club was an embarrassment to Villa fans and he rekindled the love and passion and success on the field where so many others had failed hopelessly. Dean, you will be forever remembered at VP, um, Villa park. Thank you. Uh, Ty Bracy. at Ty Bracy adds, whether you think Dino being sacked is right or wrong. The man did a huge amount for us. For me, it's more than just a manager. I had an attachment to him. Some of our most heart wrenching moments, uh, we're with Dean in charge. I'm grateful for everything he did for us. Uh, So, you know, do you think that it was just time is now, has he been undone by Jack Grealish or was, has he been undone by John Terry leaving him?
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, Think about it. He left. And, and I mean, it's one of those two things. They they started out with three wins and a draw from the first six, then lost five Mm -hmm. in a row. Uh, I find it hard to believe that an assistant coach had that much influence on a team's success. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was 90% Jack Reelish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause of how I can see this. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. John, John Terry is great. He's been, he's been fucking wild on Twitter this last week. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, hey, what has he done on Twitter? Uh, so so he officially joined Twitter. He doesn't have a blue check mark or anything, but people have been getting cheeky with him about like him fucking a teammate's wife, Uh-oh. And whatnot, and, and and he comes back at them and he'll say like, "Well, I would never touch your wife," and then do a pig <laughs> emoji. Like, I, I've been through your timeline. No one's gonna touch your wife. Pig emoji. Oh my God. He's just been clapping back at anyone that comes at him. Oh my God. He's just like, I don't know if you heard about this. So I'm going to do a brief aside.
0: I don't know if you heard about the basketball incident that happened last night. Uh, Nikola Jokic ended up pushing Marky, one of the Morris twins um, after he thought it was a cheap shot. And it was a really bad hit. Like the guy's head jerked backwards. And then the other Morris brother came on and tweeted at Jokic. And apparently Jokic's two brothers made an account at Jokic <laughs> brothers. Did you hear about this? And they they tweeted back at the the Morris brother that was defending his brother and said something about you know don't threaten our brother and we're, we're going to come after yeah. you and it was confirmed Jesus. that that was really them so just like John uh, Terry they didn't have a checkmark they just made an account so yeah <laughs> some new people just wreaking havoc online <laughs> uh, that's wild yeah. speaking of him let's let's go ahead and talk about him he is the favorite at, at even odds to take over. So did he do this on purpose? Did he leave so that Dean struggles? And he's like, this will be my job now. Uh, I'm I'm doing this. There, there's that report. He has the odds on favorite on, uh, you know, on sports betting sites. I had an ITK though, two nights ago. So I don't know if it's behind that. that said this Astonville will make a formal approach to Rangers to speak to Steven yeah. Gerrard. That's what I heard. Yeah. And are determined to make him the next manager. So I have an ITK that says that, and he's third on or. He is on the list. He's fourth at 12 to one. So if you want to bet some money, I would put a little on Steven Gerrard right now.
1: I, I heard the Gerrard rumors were the ones I heard. I did, I honestly didn't hear the John Terry rumors. I guess well, the, the Chelsea Reddit has been all about his <laughs> Twitter clapbacks more <laughs> so than his uh, managing uh, odds. But yeah, I, I heard about uh, Gerrard. Yeah. Gerrard uh, is, is comes yeah, in at a, fourth, but I, yeah. I'm a little
0: shocked. I think, you know that's it's pointing it going his way. Terry is apparently first in the race. Paulo Fonseca, um, who did he uh, Roma, the former Roma manager, is apparently on this list. Then it's Lampard, then Gerard, and then Chris Wilder makes an appearance on the the list. Um, Nuno you is think, is sixth. Yeah,
1: you, you <laughs> so. would think they would want English manager.
0: Yeah, Th- that's what you'd think, and that's why I don't really consider Paulo Fonseca. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just. I think maybe with the experience they had with Remy Gard in the past, a French manager, didn't work out too great. Very brief time there. Yeah. Uh, I just – yeah, I don't see it happening. So anyone that's English here, Terry, Lampard, Gerard, Wilder,
1: um, who's team's Farve
0: is on this list? That's why
1: I think it's – I think John Terry is a stretch for them because he's Mm -hmm. never managed a club at all. He's been an assistant coach, assistant manager or whatever, but he's never managed a club. Mm -hmm. And – your first managing job being uh, at Villa trying to keep them up in the premier league would be pretty tough. I think Lampard would be a better fit and Gerard would be a better, better fit too.
0: Yeah. Well, you'll have to pry Gerard away from Rangers and, and you know, you think he yeah. can sit not wait for his, his shot. You know, he doesn't have to just jump on this one. Um, right, not that right. this is a bad one. This is a decent one. There's you got an ownership group that has some money uh, and and we'll see what they can do with it. Um, so, yeah, I want to give a quick shout out before we move on at the footy corner too. let us know who you guys all think uh, Villa will take. And I think probably by the panel episode, we might know who the Norwich and Villa managers are. I'm so I'm kind of excited. I'm going to be navigating Twitter to see what comes of it, because I think I think they'll both be some interesting hires. And it'll be cool to see the direction these teams go in uh, before we move on. I want to give a shout out to myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we were saying which team will have a good half or, or, or segment of matches, right? We circled, I think a lot of us circled Chelsea because of their fixture list. Uh, I mentioned Southampton. So since that break, Southampton has had four matches. They've won three and drawn one. Uh, and so, yeah, I just want to shout out myself. I told everyone that they would uh, have a good little run here. But that doesn't mean they're going to have a good run the rest of the year. I just saw good matches. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well done. Back well back done. Yeah. Good job. So it's because they were playing Leeds, Burnley, Watford, and Villa. So that, that was yeah. the reason for my uh, pick. Anyway, I wish I could bet as well as I call that. Um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, just some quick comments on the the rest of the matches. I mean, this one wouldn't be up here if it weren't Conte's first match. Everton, Tottenham, nil, nil. Uh, you know, a lot of people saying, "Hey, it's it, it, it kind of worked out okay because Conte." You could see a system working. You could see the three-four-three three, uh, with Regulon pushing up, with uh, Emerson Royale pushing up, and, and the three up front being a little narrow. I read some some articles on that, and, and some bits that say, well, despite that result, they actually were getting his system, uh, but they had zero shots on target for the second <laughs> straight game. You have seen how you know a team you you, you rooted for a team with Conte as the manager. And, and you saw it took some time. So should Tottenham fans be concerned about no shots on target in the last two, or should they be more happy or excited that, Hey, they, they look like the system is, is going to work because it could yield better results in a month,
1: you know? Yeah. Don't be too concerned yet. Mm-hmm. It okay. took a while. I, I mean, there's the the famous picture of the Chelsea title winning season in the, Ars, in the middle of the Arsenal match. We're down three nil or something. And yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Um, Marcus Alonso coming on and holding up three fingers to the defender to show him, you know, we're we're changing the system. And that was the turning point of the season. And that was um, six games into the season. We okay. lost to Liverpool the, year, uh, the week before. We were down 3-0 against Arsenal and then we changed and it just we went on a run of 12 wins in a row or something and, and yeah. ran away with the title. So yeah, don't, okay. don't judge a manager by his first two matches, which have both been draws I th- or no, a, a draw and a one goal win against a farmer team. <laughs> um, so yeah, g- give him time. Uh, but frankly, I, I hope it doesn't work at Tottenham.
0: Uh, yeah, same. I agree. <laughs> I think that's really all we could talk about that match. I, I don't think it was noteworthy. I think it kind of stunk. Um, another one. I'm just, and then the others I'll just gloss over. Cause even my team just, it wasn't an exciting match. If you're a neutral arsenal winning one, nothing Smith with a goal. Looks good for them. I'll talk about that in a minute. Palace yeah. two, nothing winners over wolves. That was actually
1: a good match. That was some back and forth uh, Zaha and Gallagher with goals. Gallagher. Uh, sure. you Gallagher. Game. Connor Gallagher has been having a fantastic season
0: yeah and palace are fun to watch man they are a good yeah team. they are uh lester with a disappointing result at elon road 1-1 uh rafinha scoring two-face harvey barnes getting an equalizer <laughs> not long after uh and then brighton and newcastle 1-1 to penn isaac hayden former arsenal academy player scoring for newcastle uh but they are the only team still with no wins uh, before we, I ask you for comments, some important breaking news that happened last night. Eddie Howe is confirmed, the new manager at Newcastle. It's a four-year deal. Now, whether he plays out those four years, I, I don't yeah. know if that will happen with, with that money. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Eddie Howe coming in right now?
1: It's... It's not the big splash that you expected from Newcastle with their, with their new owners. But I, I, I think it'll be okay for them. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure he will keep them up this year. There's a good chance. Oh, okay. I mean, the work he did with Burnwith is fucking miraculous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that team was like nowhere, no one. And, and they spent like three years in the Premier League, which is just wild. Um, so I think he's a good manager, but I don't, I don't know. He, I don't think he's the right manager for a billionaire owner, a, yeah. a team owned by a billionaire, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, but that's why I think it's a good hire right now. Like what you said, what he did with Bournemouth, I think they want him to try to do that in this four or five month period here with, uh, with Newcastle, it remains to be seen how much they'll invest uh, in, in January, but it's kind of scary to think if any, how did that with Bournemouth, what can you do with money? But again, you never know because you yeah. had money and then, you know, so, yeah. Uh, but, but I think it's a good, it's a good idea to keep him up for this season. Do I think he'll finish the four years? Absolutely not. You know, I think, you know, if they, if they start really getting good and, and they're on the cusp and they're where West Ham is right now, um, and MBS is ready to drop more money to get these wild yeah. players, then you're going to see someone, uh, someone different come up, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good hire. I'm pretty happy with it for, if I was, if I'm a Newcastle fan, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a good way to go good direction. And you bring him in with two weeks before the next match, Uh, you know, they had a training session day. I saw some pictures, Eddie Howe's first training session. So uh, at the footy corner, two people let us know. What do you think about the Eddie Howe hiring? It's a, it's a manager carousel. And the funniest part is, we've had I think what four managers, three, four managers switched out now, and none of them were Ole or Arteta.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I think Arteta is he's off. Is he is he off the hot seat now? I think I think he is. I think he's
2: it.
0: I mean, every time that city that city loss, and it was late August. They haven't they haven't lost they haven't yeah. lost a match in all competitions. So I think it's hard to argue against that. Do well, they? Have what does advantage? all
1: competitions mean?
0: Everything, everything that's every soccer match. They everything
1: lost. is EPL and League Cup for Arsenal. Yes,
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the thing. And I wanted to cover that. I think that's a big reason they're doing well because you know they're, yeah. they're playing with with their their main guys and and they don't have very much depth at at center mid. Actually, Thomas Party wasn't playing in this match. You know, Ainsley Maitland Niles had to play, and he had a man of the match performance. Uh, but you know, as soon as you you know Shock is injured, Party's out. You know, if you had all, all these mid midweek matches and your stretch, and you're playing Maitland Niles and El Nenny. I mean, you can get away with it against Watford, but there are a lot of teams you can't get away with that way. So, um, but again, overall happy with the result. I wanted to give a shout out to Neil Smith uh, getting mm-hmm. his first call up with England. I guess it, it's yeah, as a replacement, huge. well-earned and deserved. This man has yep. scored he scored a goal again in this game, the, the difference. Uh, so shout out to him. I already said, shout out palace for their
1: good, hard work, Uh fun team yeah, to watch. Any shout outs you want to give? Are you are you nervous about Arsenal's next league cup uh, opponent?
0: Uh no. Absolutely not. <laughs> they did they, they just they just lost in the Sunderland, FA cup to to everyone, by the yeah. way. Yeah, sorry, it's Sunderland. Yeah, they Yeah, they did We're lost. The,
1: uh it was a fourth tier team.
0: Yeah. It was a team that was worse than them. And I'm mad because I picked them in the FA cup challenge <laughs> and their manager talked mad shit. So I think we're, I think Arsenal is going to wallop them and in the process are going to play children and still wallop them.
1: Yeah. So yeah. That's what I'll say. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. We'll see though. When are those matches? When are those league cup? Matches? It's not for a while. They lost okay. to Mansfield town at home.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. And then they're going to be playing at the Emirates. So I'm ready. Bring on Sunderland. Uh, so, um, any other things before we work our way around Europe? Oh, I have one more thing, actually. I don't safe have anything standing. in England. You have one more thing oh, in England. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep.
0: Safe standing. Five teams have been given the green light uh, to trial safe standing until next year. Those teams are Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea, your boys, and Cardiff in Wales uh, yes. to take part in this. Uh,
1: Shout out to Dan Ferris, big Cardiff fan
0: yeah, go. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it's ever since the 94, 95 season, Uh-oh. all Cedar stadiums have been the way to go. Um, but they've been slowly talking about figuring it out. Um, these teams that I mentioned, the five are going to take part in a trial starting January 1st. Um, it's going to be monitored to see how they do. Um, the trial has been organized by the sports ground safety authority. Um, essentially, what they're going to do again is is roll this out and if all goes well then they could do a wider rollout in the 2022-23 season um an independent firm CFE research is going to let us know the findings apparently Liverpool has been running their own trial i don't know if you heard about this with mm. two areas of rail seating is what they call it uh and but it's not like you could stand the whole match it only allows you to stand they only allow you to stand at certain moments i think is what it is so which is interesting. Uh do you have any thoughts about this? What what are your thoughts on this standing?
1: It it works in other sports, but other sports don't have it to the extent that soccer used to or football in England used to. Um I, I think it's there's a certain segment of fans that will always want to stand anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it creates a lively atmosphere when you're standing the whole match. Um, I think it's good to bring it back, but I definitely think they need to keep track of it, monitor it and make sure that it doesn't ever create a unsafe situation. Yeah. And I think
0: you bring up a great point. You talk about how the American sports do it. And guess what? Where are all those standing sections? They're in the back, right? Yeah. You, you you stand in the back. There's no chance of you running up to the front. And, and we're going to talk about this in the nonce. You know, there were yep. inc- there's another incident that this yep. occurred in, and and so all the research, in my opinion, all the research can be done on Premier League matches, normal Premier League matches. But can you control a big, a big, big final, a big match that that you know something like this? did occurring right you know like <laughs> you don't know until no, there's that big you moment, can't right
1: yeah and england was in the euros final and they couldn't control the fans yeah exactly and so that's I, that's not a, not a good uh example yeah so i think if you're going to do this
0: I, I get the trial run but i just i don't know if, okay yeah it worked out for five teams for half a season i don't know if that translates to, to what's going to happen on like i think you could have it have it at the top of the stadium Uh, or, or or if you're really going to try to do it really restrict where people can move and run to don't have it be like an open space, you know, have, have designated areas where you tell people they have to stand and if they don't, you know, if they don't stand in that area, then
1: yeah. Like sure. It's going to, it's going to work fine at Manchester city where they have 60,000 Plastic fans yeah. coming from a Chelsea fan, we also have plastic fans. I can use Chelsea, <laughs> they say same, same example. But if you have standing seats at fucking Millwall, yeah, and they're playing against West Ham or something, that right. that shit's fucking wild. Yep, that's yeah. the or, key. Yeah, or Leeds.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: how how many of these matches? I mean, that's where I think they got to do the research. Watch to see what happens in the rivalry match, and then really really monitor it carefully because that that's yeah. where the danger comes in and i don't know if they can do it with with restrictions i say go for it but like you've been doing fine without it since 94 95 so if you're going to add it just just add it to the top let the rowdy stand there and yell or add it yeah. to the top of each section like if you really want to you know create a space you know an area in the back of, a, of an area make it tiered. yeah say hey you can sit in this section and stand but you can't run past this point then you got people running into each other so
1: yeah um We'll see how that goes at the point of so, two real quick. Sorry. This is just <laughs> random, totally off topic. I'm just clicking around on Wikipedia as we're talking. Mm-hmm. Did you know Leeds United was 44% owned by the San Francisco 49ers? I actually knew they were
0: partially owned because we, one of our episodes was the Leeds 49ers and that was what it was referring to. <laughs> okay.
1: <Yeah. laughs> that was a I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. 44%. I, I just, like I just less. saw that.
0: Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I think I think their players like I've seen interviews with their players going on um, and and on some other podcasts. And they had like I don't know if they had
1: to say it, but they said they're Leeds United fans.
0: <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Exactly. Uh, was it the Jimmy guy Garoppolo
1: is a big uh, Leeds fan?
0: <laughs> and I think the, the kid, the kid from Notre Dame, McGlinchey, I think, who went to an offensive lineman who went to the San Francisco. He mentioned it. But uh, but anyway, any thoughts before we go to around Europe?
1: No, get us started
0: on Europe. Okay. I'll go ahead and get us started there. Uh, La Liga, let's just, again, we're going to make a quick foray, a couple minutes in each league, nothing more. La Liga, Barcelona, they kind of stink. Uh, and what I mean there is they had a match this weekend and they, they blew a, th- a three goal lead. I mean, this is, and I get it, you know, they have an interim, you can say, Oh, they have interim, but they got rid of Ronald Koeman for making the kind of mistakes that happened in this match and you could say, well, you know, they, they, they played a good team, but they really didn't actually, they they were playing at Celta Vigo, who's decent. Um, but when you take a three, 0 lead in the 50th minute, you're up three, nothing. You don't expect Thiago Aspas to get a brace on you along with Nolito. Um, and again, Barcelona, where does that put them in the table? It puts them at ninth, 11 points off real Sociedad. You know, we were talking about, oh, earlier it was only six points. They're going to be fine. Now they sit in ninth. Uh, even off fourth place, they're they're six points away from Atletico Madrid. Uh, you know, my question is, is, is it possible? I mean, I'm kind of reveling in this. I'm kind of enjoying seeing Barca fans struggle because they never do. Uh, but is
1: it possible you think that we don't see them in Champions League next year? Like, is that a thing we can start thinking about? <laughs> it doesn't seem possible. Uh, I will Great. say no one, no one ever expects Iago Aspas. <laughs> it's just like no one ever, no one ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. And that that might be a joke that only my dad understands.
2: Oh my god! Of all
1: listeners to the podcast. So shout out my dad, Monty shout Python.
0: <laughs> oh, big Monty Python guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, La Liga's got Barcelona there. Uh, let us know at the footy corner to Barcelona. Are they in danger of not making Champions League right now? Real Sociedad leads the league on 28 points, but Madrid, Real Madrid and Sevilla have a game in hand. So they have 27. They're more real contenders as we, as we, as we think. Atletico Madrid with 23 points. And then again, Barcelona six behind that. And and again, that's all a, oh, they could come back, but this isn't your old Barcelona. This team doesn't have Messi. This team doesn't have Suarez. They don't have Neymar. Uh, so we'll see if Ansu Fati can, can lead the rush because, uh, yikes there, so that's our little La Liga run. Yeah. Um, let's hop <laughs> over to or do you have anything else for
1: La Liga? I'm just looking at their lineup. I don't know who's gonna score their goals for them. <laughs> Aguero I think been, is out injured for a while.
0: Yeah, they've had they've been banking on Memphis and, and on Sufati, really, right? They're like the yeah. main I I mean, I don't even Coutinho, know people have
1: beat. been upset with Coutinho. I don't know if you saw that. Oh really? Yeah. Um I think a couple other of the leaders of the club were like approached Coutinho. Cause he hasn't, he, he didn't train or he didn't warm up for the last match. And he said, mm-hmm. eh, it doesn't matter. I don't need to warm up. And the other players were warming up. So they're like, what the fuck?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, so it's all sorts of chaos. They don't have a real leader. Yeah. So they're kind of, they're kind of stink. Yeah. It'd uh, be fun to see him miss uh, a champion's league. I'm telling you, I think it's possible, but but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's let's hop over to Jeremy for the two, three minutes there. Leipzig, I think the big game this weekend, Leipzig beating Dortmund. To me, a Dortmund team that, I mean, you could say, I'll say they're struggling, you'll look at the table and say they're in second, but they lost a couple matches to Ajax. Yeah. Bad. Now they've lost this game, and I think Leipzig needed it bad. I mean, they're a team that has had their struggles this year, are eking back in there, now they're in fifth, they kind of, how they've played the season out was a little Arsenal-esque and now they've, they've ramped their way up, um, you know, with a big two, one win, uh, Yusuf Poulsen, the game, the game winning goal, uh, in that one. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Jesse Marsh, former, yeah. former Chicago fire. Um,
1: and still got so, a ways to go. They're still in fifth though. So I'd like to see him. True. So, uh, Freiburg is in third place. What yeah. The fuck? Isn't that wild? I was going to mention that's
0: a wild table. Yeah. Um, Bayern with 28, Dortmund 24, and then Freiburg gets 22
1: points. Not far behind. That's wild, yeah. And then it's Good Wolfsburg, Leipzig, yeah. So I, um, I couldn't name a single player on Freiburg. Should we? So they just lost to Bayern think, Munich.
0: Yeah. Uh, and let's see. I cannot either. Christian
1: I, I, I even play FIFA. Griffo, I, I, I'm familiar with Griffo. He's Italian, I think.
0: Wu Yang Zhang. No, he's a German,
1: German, apparently. Had, we, yeah. I don't wow. know him. Yeah. yeah I and they had been on a – I mean Ag- – Eggstein. But, I mean, he's,
0: he's not much. Before Bayern beat them, they hadn't lost this season at all in anything. Like, they hadn't lost since, like, a friendly against yeah. Strasbourg in, in July. So, shout out Freiburg. I, I didn't really – Yeah, uh, their goalie has four clean sheets. Yeah, they're okay. So this so Fiber doing more than I yeah. okay. More than I thought they do. Um, I also wanted at this point, uh Steve did did put a comment out about uh Jesse Marsh. Yeah, I guess a, a few days ago. Let's see, where where is it here? Uh I was supposed to have this ready, <laughs> but I didn't. Uh do you remember what Jesse Marsh said? Oh, here it is. He You know, he was, he was booked for protesting the referee's decisions during their draw against PSG. And after the game, he called out the ref saying, I have the impression that referees decide in favor of the big teams instead of the small ones. It's hard to get respect from the refs. It seemed as if the referee wanted to get an autograph from Neymar. So (laughs) there's Jesse Marsh with the the epic shout there. Uh, Shall we, shall we, oh, before we go on, have you seen the German second division table?
1: Yes, I saw that and, on Reddit. I think,
0: and I feel like someone like you would really love seeing that. Yes. <laughs> so anyone like like Brian and myself did like to be kind of OCD with numbers. Uh, if you look at the the table for the German uh, second league, it's in in first place. I think it's what twenty eight points. Um, we have where do I have it here? Saint Pauli twenty six points. Sorry, Regensburg is in second with twenty five then Paderborn with 24. Then you have Darmstadt with 23, Schalke 22, Nuremberg 21, Hamburger 20, Bremen 19, Heidenheim 18, and Karlsruhe 17. So basically <laughs> from first to 10th, everyone is one point behind the team in front of them. It's incredible. That's awesome. So, and, and they haven't all played the exact same amount of games. Actually, St. Pauli, who's in first, has has played. Good to see Schalke on that list, but they're still not in the promotion <laughs> area. So that's kind of wild there. Uh, yeah. They need a match back. <laughs> They do. We'll gladly. We'll send him free. (laughs) Take his wages. Uh, Let's bounce to Serie A real quick. Uh, The big match, the the one talked about AC Milan and Inter, they shared the spoils uh, in what was pretty much an even match, uh, possession-wise, chance-wise, kind of went back and forth. Um, And because of that draw, AC Milan stays atop the table. Uh, You know, they were at home, so on one end, they could be a little upset. But on the other end, They're still at the top of the table despite that draw because Napoli only drew Verona at home. And, you know, Verona is mid-table, so AC's pretty happy. They're sitting, them and Napoli are in first, tied with 32 points. They're seven points ahead of Inter. Um, So even though AC Milan got the draw at home, probably feeling pretty good about that seven-point gap they have on their their rivals. Um, Anything you want to note about Italy?
1: Just a big, big story is uh, Juve is only eighth place. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. That that is crazy. I mean, 14 points off the leaders. I I mean, all all the other top teams are teams that you know are good. Napoli, AC Milan, Inter, Mm -hmm. Atalanta has been really good the last couple of years. Lazio has been good. Roma has Mourinho has been good. Mm -hmm. Fiorentina. So it's not a surprise that all those teams are in the top, but you still expect Juve to be top of the league.
0: Yeah. And And they're in place. So especially with who they have, I want to give a shout out to Empoli who I think was just promoted and they're sitting in 11th. So Uh little uh, Empoli shout out that they normally wouldn't get on the podcast. So there's, there's that. (laughs) Let's go back to some, some Twitter comments. We want to shout out some of the, uh, the, the listeners and Nikhil brings up the, uh, so there are some, there's some wild things that happen in Brazil. And it seems like it happens all the time. And I feel like Gremio is the butt of the joke right now. Like Gremio is just getting made fun of every week. Uh, I guess, I guess a brawl erupted uh, after a match as international players lifted fake coffins after beating Gremio in the derby, (laughs) mocking their imminent relegation. (laughs) Oh my God. First of all, where do they find, where, where do you find fake coffins?
1: (laughs) like what what is that? Have you seen the video i I don't think there is such a thing as a fake coffin. A coffin is a coffin. It is. I guess these were like paper i cards. I have not seen the video
0: If you see it we will have the 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 uh retweet it. The intern just retweeted it, so um if you get a chance, it was a um, really crazy stuff happening there uh so <laughs> about squid game i I accidentally i wanna to apologize to the listeners. I think I, I called the guy the the Indian lad accidentally. Um, I hadn't seen all of episode two, where you find out that the lad I was talking about is Pakistani. So oh. Nikhil called me out for cultural appropriation. Ladin I, I missed team that part, yeah. Pakistani, not Indian. And I said, I promise, I didn't know, because you didn't you don't know his name for the second episode. It's not a spoiler. Yeah,
1: he, he doesn't really even feature the first episode, other than that he does that one thing.
0: Correct. Yes, and, the, yeah, the and then the thing that then, that was yeah. our picture <laughs> for the pod, yeah. and and then you really learn more about him in in the second episode, which I hadn't seen yet. So I apologize yeah, for yeah. that. And again, Nikhil found out and said in the Footy Corner's defense, so we're, we were about to get cancelled as a whole. Damn, only, Nikhil's trying to cancel you, mate. <laughs> it, it's only revealed that he's not Indian in episode two. Top lad. Hashtag Abdul. Oh yeah. So there we go. That's <laughs> I just I just wanted to on air apologize for that because i do know how um i can get it upset if people mix us with arabs so um, that's yeah just, you know what it is again are shouted out yeah your breakdown of
1: pole assassin was wait, amazing wait, you're not mexican yeah. <laughs> i've been i've been asked before i've been asked that, that's uh, a quote from uh, I, i'm not racist that's a quote from um super troopers donald trump no i'm kidding uh no, <laughs> no i would never know no i'm kidding uh, but yeah, uh, moving on to
0: um, Steve, says the Venezia kits, Venice, team from Venice. Yeah. He says their kits are the best. I want to know, have you, first of all, have you seen them? Let me, let me look. At... ESPN FC put out a tweet late October, October 28th about it. Uh, and then Venezia FC themselves tweet, why is ESPN editing these photos Yes, the fashion photographers from Venice and Milan needed someone in World Art Capital, Bristol, Connecticut, to apply the finishing touch. (laughs) That was from the official
1: account, mind you. Um, Um, Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm looking at that now. I don't know what editing took place, but. Yeah, same here. I'm not sure. But what are your thoughts on those? uh, I mean, they're different. They're fine. I mean, you put any kit on some model and make them look all like dramatic and do the Derek Zoolander face. They're going to look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I know there are people that like these style. I
0: think one or two of them are, are okay, but there are some, I just like the classic look. We did we do, I feel like we did a Jersey draft. Yeah, we? we did.
1: Okay. I don't know if we did a draft, but we, we definitely rate, rated them. The, yes. the, the red one with the black shoulder sleeves, yeah. I think looks the best. I agree. That's the one I like. And the, it's got gold lettering on it. Yeah. The, that one looks, above that was classy. the one above it's unique. I think that one's
2: yeah. unique.
0: that could, that could be done right with the right shorts. So, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. At the footy corner to let us know what you think about the Venice uh, kits, I suppose. Now we got to talk about our boys. Uh, Maritimo uh, looked terrible. again. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah. saying this week in week out. They were down three, nothing
1: at the half. You know, red... three penalties. Yeah. They,
0: yeah. that First of all, that's bananas.
1: Yeah. I've never seen that before. It's giving it's up insane. three penalties in a half. <laughs> what? Like, what, what are, are they, they doing? doing? <laughs>
0: what, are, what are they oh, freaking God. doing out there? You know, they, they sit in uh
1: 17th. We've, we've out of yeah. 18.
0: There's only lost. 18 teams there. Yeah. And, and the best part is the same guy made all three penalties. Joe Pedro. Made yeah. all three, like, did the goalie not figure out how this man kicks the ball? Uh, we get a red card in that half, so we're already screwed. Then the manager decides, let's put Joel in. Shout out Joel, played again for the first time yeah. in a long time. Then Since we saw this,
1: him in person. <laughs>
0: right, and then he got hurt. Then, then he puts Ali Alipur in, who scores yeah. later in the match. Yeah. But this manager, what's he doing? Why are these people on the bench to start the match against Tandella? I don't. I don't get it. Um, yeah do you you have any Uh, answers maybe
1: match fitness or something i i don't know
0: yeah and and again i went through the twitter mentions and like all the people are saying get this manager out and our good friend came on and like wrote some really meaningful tweet he used almost every character like i translated Mm -hmm. to english and then again he he signed it off with suck motherfuckers so (laughs) (laughs) it's our boy and Baritimo. i wish i could find out who this is oh man Um, but yeah do you, do you think that if this continues in, into Christmas, we should can the manager?
1: I guess so. I don't, I don't know. It's hard I mean, to tell. Ferreira
0: Roche is next. And and luckily, they have three weeks off. So maybe there, maybe our stadium is, is going to be ready. Uh, I
1: don't know what the fuck
0: is happening with that. Maybe our players will be ready. I don't I, know. Joel, a lot of time to rest.
1: Yeah. So, I, I no. ran random point about Marito. I saw on Reddit I I don't think it was on a subreddit I follow I think it just came up maybe it was a soccer subreddit but someone put together a google maps like feature that identified every single uh stadium that Cristiano Ronaldo has scored in in the world mm-hmm. okay. and the stadium that we saw Marito in is one of them really I all I right that was fucking awesome that is we, we were where yeah. Ronaldo has scored Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo has scored at that stadium. I'll take it. I'll freaking take it.
0: It's better than how the team's doing right now. Um, You know, all our loyal, all the loyal Buritimo fans, let us know how you're feeling at the (laughs) footy corner too. I mean, we've got three of us in the group. Steve, to kill Jeff, you're more than welcome to jump on board with us. Uh, It's painful though, we'll tell you that. (laughs) Uh, Heading into the international break, we'll talk more about it in the next episode. Big matches coming up. In some instances, we're going to find out, who's qualifying for the world cup. I think in Europe, you're going to get a lot more qualifiers coming in, uh, in Asia, we're getting, we're going to start hitting the halfway point, um, in CAF, we're going to start hitting the end where we know who the playoff teams are to play each other. And in CONCACAF, where we're concerned with, uh, I believe we will also be hitting the halfway point. Um, you know, the U S still sits in second, uh they have two matches coming up this one instead of three you know they've had three before we'll see them finish against they'll start sorry against a team they haven't played yet that's mexico at home and then their second match is the first repeat match uh, and that'll be at jamaica now knowing that we have mexico at home uh jamaica on the road no fans in the stands I i don't remember exactly why i don't know if it's a covid thing but they're gonna have no fans how many I points? feel like it's
1: not a COVID thing, but I don't, I don't know that nah, for sure. I something
0: don't know. happened, and Jamaica doesn't have fans.
1: Yeah.
0: So that, that works well. In, the U.S.'s favor. who is terrible on the road in CONCACAF. Yes. Uh, we'll revisit this when we discuss next episode, but real quickly, just two things from you. One, a prediction. How many points are they getting out of six? And two, what do you consider okay, and what's a good international break for the U.S. out of the six points?
1: Uh, I mean, Patterson would be able to weigh in more here than me. Shout out Patterson. Which we'll Uh, hope to have on next week. Yep. So the game against Mexico is in Cincinnati. Yes. So obviously the United States Soccer Federation is trying to, they they think the mojo has gone out in Columbus. They're trying to shift it down I-71 to (laughs) the new stadium in Cincinnati. No more Dos Acero, I guess, huh? In Columbus. Not in Columbus. They're, <clears throat> they're hoping it's Dos Acero Cincinnati style. All right. Um, with some uh, um, Skyline chili on top or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So for you, how many points? Um, fuck. I didn't know about the no fans in Jamaica. Hopefully that's uh-huh. a good thing. Yeah. Let's see. What, what was our last result against Jamaica at home?
0: I think we shit pumped.
1: Was it three nothing? I'm looking. I, rem-
0: I remember that was one of our more comfortable games and, and that's just two, because two,
1: nothing Pepe two scored nothing. twice.
0: Okay. Pepe had a day, right? I,
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pessimistic fan. I am not confident about either of these matches. Like you okay. said, we suck away in CONCACAF and then Mexico's um, home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say we, we should be getting four points. Mm-hmm. We need to at least get one point from Mexico at home. Right. And maybe write off, right, right the away match off. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why we're not playing Mexico in Denver when we have to play Mexico in Mexico City at fucking 7,000 feet elevation. We should <laughs> at least... I I guess... Maybe they're seems used like elevation, it, so you don't put them in
0: Denver. You put a team that
1: doesn't play the elevation in Denver. Yeah, but it, still, you get the... Well, yeah, I guess they're all over the place to their players. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I'll say, I'll say four points. We, we need to win against Jamaica and we need to draw against Mexico prediction um, is one point.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. We
1: lose against Mexico and draw against Jamaica. And And I hope Pulisic does not get hurt. I'll be very pissed if he gets hurt. All right, I, I can tell you all the Chelsea fans were very disappointed that he got called up, and and the state of the subreddit was like, "Oh, he's going to go to these Concacaf matches and get the shit kicked out of him." <laughs> well, because I, that's Concacaf. As being
0: someone that's less concerned about that, <laughs> I, I need I yeah. want to see the U.S. I want to see a good run here. We, we need this. I mean, because it's, it's going to be tough to go down the last weekend again, have PTSD from what happened, you know, four years ago. Yeah. I say this six points. I'll be over the moon. I'll be really pumped. I'll say our chances are great. Uh, I would still call four solid. Like that for me is like a solid one. I predict three. I think, yeah. uh, I don't know what it'll be but I think they'll win one and they might lose one, but I'll be happy with
1: four. Uh,
0: Mex- Mexico know, like does Canada. play
1: Canada in Canada after us. Right. So, yeah. so they'll wreck each other a little bit. So
0: that'll be nice. They drew one, one in Mexico city. So they did, which was impressive um, before we, yeah. So at the footy corner to let us know what you think they'll do, uh, what you consider a success and we'll analyze it in the next show. Cause that's really, I mean, that's really all we can talk yeah, about international soccer and then preview the premier league. Uh, so before we get into nonce of the week in Mount Rushmore, which will be our last two segments, Brian, you have a story from calf. Uh, please tell CAF. us what happened.
1: Yeah. So this is the CAF. CAF is the Confederate confederation of African football. For those of you not in the know, um, I need to find this now. So, I wasn't sure if this was going to be. I don't know enough about it to nominate for uh, nonce of the week, um, for calf being possible nonce. But so let me try to tell the story without falling all over my my own words. I think you Um, typed it pretty well when you said. I typed it well, but I don't want to just straight up read straight from what I typed. Okay. I saw this on Reddit this afternoon while trying to look for some stuff for uh, for the pod. Mm -hmm. So. There is a team, an African team in, um, in the country of Mali, which is an African country in the Western Sahara desert. So it's over on the West side of Africa, up top. I know people aren't as good at geography as me. Like Irene's not nearly as good at geography as me. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) There you go. There you go guys. Uh, Geography (laughs) challenge. It's coming. It's coming. Um, so anyway, it, it, it's kind of on the northern half of um, – it, it borders Algeria, if you know where Algeria is. Um, so a team – in the most previous season, a team in the second division of Mali football made it to the final of the essentially the FA Cup for Mali, the equivalent cup tournament. They ended up losing that game, but, it, you know, it was a Cinderella story – um to make it that far it, it would be like Preston making it to the FA Cup finals you know
2: mm-hmm. in, yeah. in
1: England um so so they lose the finals that's disappointing the 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 team that won the cup also won the Mali Premier League which earned them a spot in the CAF Champions League um mm-hmm. and the cup winners are supposed to get a spot in basically the CAF for lack of a better word, Europa League. It's called the CAF Confederation Cup. Mm -hmm. Um, So all the cup winners in all of the African cups go to this. It's Europa League, but for Africa. Um, But the rule is for Mali, if the winners of the cup are already qualified for another competition, then the runners-up go. So the second-tier Mali team are now in this Confederation Cup. Incredible. um, Europa League. Yeah, uh-huh. and this is this is like a dirt poor team, just a ragtag group of Mali legends, basically. Um, so, so they get drawn in in the first round of the Confederation Cup against a team in Liberia, and th- that's also on the northern part of Africa. It's on the coast of the Atlantic. Um, there's only one country between Mali and liberia and that's guinea um so it's not not too bad it's about 850 miles from the capital of mali which is bamako to mm-hmm. the capital of liberia which i think is freetown and that's where the game is um, let me check my map monrovia i'm sorry major okay. DR. yeah it is monrovia. liberia Uh-oh. yeah <laughs> what, uh, Freetown, I'm sorry. Freetown is the capital of Sierra Leone, which is the next country. So I'm um, sorry. I, I apologize. Bamako, Mali, Bamako. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it. Bamako to Monrovia is about um, 850 miles, which is a long way. And this team from Mali doesn't have enough money to fly. So they have to take a bus from Mali through Guinea until they get to the border of liberia then they get in a couple different um like SUV, like african suvs i guess for lack of a better term um because i guess the bus didn't go all the way to liberia um anyway it's a long ass haul um they, they had previously won their home leg three nil actually and after 850 miles on the road um over rural african roads bumpy and you know it's it, They're third world countries out there, so it's not good roads. That's a long journey. They win their second leg 2-0 and advance on the aggregate of 5-0 over this Liberian team. So the Cinderella story continues. Um, Next round, second second round of the CAF Confederation Cup, they draw against a team from Burkina Faso. This is great. Burkina Faso is a country that borders Mali. Yeah, uh, the trip from Bamako, which is cap- Bamako, capital of Mali, to uh, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's Wagadugu. Wagadugu. Wagadougou Burkina Faso. That's wow. the capital of Burkina Faso. Yeah, that trip is still over 500 miles. It, it's not short, but it's it's not long. Um, they lose their the first leg at home one 0 That's not looking good. They're preparing for their trip. Uh, East into Burkina Faso. Uh, CAF actually announces that the pitch in Ouagadougou is not good enough. And now the match will be played in uh, Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Cote d'Ivoire, sorry. Yeah. Um, So fine. Okay, no big deal. Cote d'Ivoire borders Mali. Still, they both border Mali, but it adds another 250 miles to the trip. So... Fifteen hundred mile round trip for this match. Um, so they go to uh, Abidjan. Uh, Abidjan. I'm I'm sorry for the pronunciation. I'm a Midwest Our African listeners are going to be
0: pissed off. Me.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 once again get on the bus. Get on the buses over these rural African roads. Drive seven hundred and fifty miles to this game. They're down one nil on aggregate losing the match at home. They win that match 1-0 on the road, so it's it it's level and aggregate. Then they win penalties 7-6 against this uh, Burkina Burkino Faso team. Um, and the demonym for someone from Burkina Faso, I have to look it up because it's wild, I think. Uh, and I'm going to mispronounce it, but someone from Burkina Faso is... Called a Burkina Burkina Bay, I think. That's wild. So, so they played this Burkina Bay team, and they beat them. So now, now they're on. They're now on to the third round of the CAF Confederations Cup.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: who do they draw? They draw. Oh fuck! I just opened up the, something wrong on my uh, computer. Sorry, <laughs> now out here struggling with Juan Pierre. They, yeah, I'm struggling. Team from Sorry. Zambia. They, they draw a team from Zambia.
0: Right.
1: And I'm not going to lie. That's far. I had, to look up, I had to look up where Zambia is.
0: Yeah, that's far. I know
1: it's in Africa. It's in southern. Excuse me. It's in southern Africa. It's far uh-huh. away. According to Google Maps, the trip from Bamako to uh, Lusaka, Zambia is 4,500 miles and would take almost five days of straight driving to get to. Which is about, it is about the same distance to drive from Jacksonville, Florida to Anchorage, Alaska. Um, and it would take twice as long as it, would drive, as it would to take Jacksonville to Anchorage because of how bad the roads are. They have to go through seven countries and they have to um, cross the Congo River on a ferry because the Congo River only has one bridge crossing and it's a thousand miles out of the way. Jeez. So at, at Kinshasa, Kinshasa, is that the capital of Congo? We're going to go with yes. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> at it Brazzaville is. and Kinshasa, the, the two capital cities, uh, country capitals that are closest to each other. Brazzaville is the capital of Republic of Congo and Kinshasa is the capital of Democratic Republic of Congo. And they're right across the Congo River from each other. So it's mm-hmm. a geography lesson for you guys there. Trivia. I love my geography. So anyway, 4,500 miles one way. They have to go through Burkina Faso, Benin, Nigeria, Cameroon, Republic of the Congo, Democratic Republic of the Congo, and, and Angola, all to get to Zambia. And then they have to play a match and go home. So for all intents and purposes, this is an impossible trip, right? Wow. Wow. They yeah. cannot yeah. afford to fly. Correct. Not to mention, I, I looked up on Google the flight, the the flights, the commercial flights from um, Bamako to Lusaka is still. I think it's a twenty five hour journey with two layovers. So it's not easy okay. for this team to get from No Mali to Zambia. So this this just doesn't work. So they can just forfeit the away leg right and just play at home just good three no loss don't even have to travel (laughs) not really right if they they, if if they fail to play in the away leg of this uh, this calf conference confederation cup they're automatically eliminated from the tournament and they're fined fifteen thousand dollars
0: jeez And that would screw them up because they're a second division team in Africa. They They don't have
1: have any – they can't afford to fly. Right. So not only would they not be able to travel there, but they would basically have to pay to travel there without traveling there, something that they can't afford. So it would ruin the club financially. Um, I haven't seen anything online if if CAF is going to help them out or the Mali Football Federation is going to help them out or if there's going to be a GoFundMe for – For the team. Oh, I forgot to mention this team is called Binga FC. Shout out Binga. Shout out Binga. I'm a big Binga fan. Cinderella story. I hope they can basically play in this match somehow. And and that the powers that be get them to where they need to be so that they can continue this Cinderella run. But I just thought that was wild. Like I've never seen a story like that. Like it's just wild.
2: We we should it's, all get the
0: campaign going. hashtag uh, hashtag Pray for binga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let Let's see. Let's see if we get it going. Or someone started GoFundMe for their team to to make it out there to play their their match. Uh, it, it,
1: yeah. it, I feel like it's it's only in international football that a story like this can happen. Yeah, that's nuts. So you're so. thinking
0: uh, that that AFC, um Sorry, not AFC. Um, that that um, the Confederation of Africa should be your calf should be nonce for
1: saying, basically, if you can't make this trip, your clubs ruined. And and, and, and I don't an know honor. if they have said that. Right. Maybe they would waive the fine or, or something or, or say, you don't have to play this fixture. You can just forfeit it because, you know, it, it would literally financially ruin the team. It, they would, they would basically not exist anymore if they had to pay a $15,000 fine, just for yeah. not playing in a match. So, and, and, I feel like that's against the spirit of football, especially in Africa where it's the most popular sport in every country. Mm-hmm. Um and a team like this where you're getting this level of of success just through pure talent and grit and luck and to to be penalized for doing for being success, successful is just kind of nonsery. Which would but, then Or, sorry, go ahead. Last thought. My last thought is that I I, I can't, I don't know for sure if CAF is going to hold them to that or if there's been any support for the team or anything. So that's why I don't know if they're a true non to the week candidate for sure, because, you know, maybe something will happen that'll help them out. So,
0: all right. So let's see what happens with Bing FC. That's a good transition uh, for us to discuss the the week but let's look at the, the last week's results uh it was it was an easy victory for Henry the third, getting percent <laughs> yeah. of the vote uh yep. Tottenham social media so getting on the lighter stuff with 25% of the vote for um welcoming Antonio Conte in the wrong language uh Gremio fans got 17% of the vote in third place for wrecking VAR equipment and Jeff <laughs> Banks if you recall uh, 8% of the vote uh, he's the one that that left his family for pole assassin, who was a stripper on Jerry Springer, <laughs> and and whose <laughs> whose who's monkey bit a child on Halloween. So that was that was fourth place as not. So they were the least Nazi people, I guess. Uh, this week we'll go to find out that it should be closer closer race. So let's find out the potential candidates for nonce of the week. You, can come, you are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And we have four, I'd say, worthy candidates. We'll start out. No. In Astroworld, uh, where there was a, a concert, I believe that was in Houston, uh, Travis Scott has been known to have some, some rowdy concerts. Uh, you know, in sad news, many people were were hurt, crushed, uh, died in, in, a, in a stampede kind of a, of a manner. We talked about the stadium standing earlier and about what yeah. happened with the Liverpool fans years ago. Um, this happened here, and, and there have been incidents in, in concerts where this had gotten where things like this had happened, it had gotten a little out of control. I believe I read it, an article where which cited red hot chili peppers, and they actually just stopped, told the people to stop doing what they're doing and stopped a song, I can't remember which song it was 10 times to get people not to stampede and hurt and said they would not play if people could to act like that. Uh, in this case, apparently there's some video out there that, you know, he he should have clearly been able to see, you know, it was right in front of him. Yep. There were people that were being taken away. Um, so yeah, you know, he obviously feels bad and I'm sure last week's winner, Henry Ruggs felt bad, but it doesn't excuse kind of the, um, the inaction. uh, It's easy to to feel bad
1: after the fact.
0: Right. Continuing to play. Um, I believe one of the guys that performed there, I wish I remember the name is, is, is helping pay for funerals for all the people that, that passed. Um, that's like the least you can do. (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, this is Travis Scott, you know, he, he was the headliner. So I guess he, he gets, I mean, he was the guy that they were all it was there to during see. his he show. Stopped. Yeah,
2: it was during his set. Stopped.
0: So yeah. there was, there's my take on that. I think you probably thinking the same thing that he he probably could have or should have stopped and at least
1: yeah, told him, well, just, hey, yeah.
2: yeah. Down, down. Um, and,
0: people,
1: and and that's why that's why um, the the news of the standing areas, standing sections in um, England in in you know the five stadiums or five teams that you mentioned kind of seemed like bad timing because when something mm-hmm. like this happens, like at Astroworld, it, it harkens back to Hillsboro. Yes. Yeah. And it, that's like the, the first thing I thought of, which, which is why you don't have standing sections in England anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of bad timing for that. So. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's one, one guy, Travis Scott. Next, we move on to Damon Arnett. Uh, another two, one week after a former 2020 first round pick for the Raiders, he was another 2020 first round pick. He was a Raiders uh, cornerback. Uh, he's been cut for making death threats on TikTok. Uh, apparently, this isn't his first run in with some off field issues. Uh, kind of going to the press release, the Vegas Raiders confirmed they released cornerback Damon Arnett after video surfaced of him holding guns and making threats to someone. Uh, he was the 19th overall pick in 2020. Uh, he, you know, he also apparently in in the past few years has gone through, I believe four rental cars is what I'm reading here. (laughs) Uh, he's crashed four rental cars in the span of a month in his first year in the league. Uh, so he's, he's had a few, he's had a few issues, um, including now these, these threats online with a gun, uh, you know, what's going on there? What, what, what goes in, in this guy's, what's going on in this guy's brain? Damon Arnett. I I cannot even fucking begin to imagine. (laughs) I I mean, he's just just a nonce. I I mean, when you're crashing four rental cars in a month, I don't know, pretty wild stuff there. Uh, You got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is this is pretty well cited. You know, we we had the fiasco. We kind of let it settle a little bit last episode because I said, well, this might just be a personal thing. You know, that I have against Aaron Rodgers, but. You know, he kind of worked around telling people he got vaccinated. He said he's immunized was the term he used. Um, and and the big issue, I guess, that that I have and I'm sure a lot of other people have uh, now is that he was going through the different aspects of, of press conferences without a mask, of attending yeah. functions without a mask that you're not supposed to do if you haven't been vaccinated. And we we can sit there and rip on and talk about Cole Beasley. We talk about, you know, Lamar Jackson, all these guys that say they don't want to be Vaccinated, but at least they're following protocol. And so Aaron Rodgers blatantly you know, is a liar. He lied.
1: Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts from you on Aaron Rodgers? No, nope, just a liar, straight up liar. Lost a lot of respect for him.
0: Big time nuns there. And
1: I mean, I, Arine has called
0: him a terrorist. So I want to give a shout out. <laughs> <him>. uh, <laughs> and then finally, the Premier League itself is is now up for nuns of the week. The very league that we do our episodes about. Um, I'm not sure if many have heard, but. Some of the Premier League teams were going to come together and wear away shirts at home for the Boxing Day matches. And the reason they were going to do that is so that their players can sign the home jerseys, auction them away to charity, uh, and, and be able to donate that money to homeless shelters. And the Premier League said, no, you're not allowed to wear away jerseys at home. And they cited saying that clubs are entitled to support charitable causes and we encourage clubs to do so provided it is in compliance with Premier League rules. Um, According to them, there have been many other instances where teams have tried to do this and they said no. So they apparently can't set a precedent, I guess. Uh, I mean, surely it's the day after Christmas. The EPL for one day can can let this go. What do you think? when the
1: fuck does it matter what kit you wear? Right. Especially when no teams have come see. together. It's yeah. wild. If yes. both teams can agree on which kit to wear, and that means the home team is wearing their away kit, and the away team can wear an appropriate kit to offset that. Then why mm-hmm. does it matter what kit they're wearing? They let them especially, wear their third kit whenever they want. Especially if they're both giving money to charity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that's
0: the reason. It's not just for shits and giggles. So yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. So yeah, again, the candidates... Uh, Travis Scott for for not stopping this uh, Astroworld crush. Damon Arnett for making death threats on TikTok while wielding a gun. Uh, Aaron Rodgers lying about basically getting vaccinated to an extent. Uh, I wouldn't say yeah. lying. Yeah, we could say lying. Yeah. And the EPL for not allowing teams to wear away shirts to raise money for the homeless. Uh, what's your early shout this week?
1: Uh. I, I always hate voting for the serious ones, but it's just yeah. Travis. It's Travis Scott. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: it, it is. It, I think that one's going to win. So to go a little off the the cuff of what you know the the winner is going to be and what you said, because that's I think that should win. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Damon Arnett. I, I don't think uh, TikTok was meant for wielding guns and making <laughs> yeah. threats. But uh, yeah, rough rough year for that Raiders organization. But that's I'm, I'm gonna yeah, vote yeah. Damon Arnett. Although Aaron Rodgers, guys, vote for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> surely he's a he's a giant nonce uh all right mate you ready for this this is the last segment today yep. uh the scores we'll talk about next week i've, I've already gathered them uh from our predictions but I'll, I'll bring them out when the panel goes to make predictions gambling corner will hold off until next week the results are in brian is the only one that can see him um but we'll now go to i'm sure i'll have the intern send them out, and we'll send reminders out next week as well so at the footy corner to check out the Updated scores and gambling corner picks. The last segment today is going to be a Mount Rushmore. Uh, let's go over last week's results. Uh, mate, you, uh, you swept the board. You had 91% of the vote. Um, and I had nine and I'm the only person that voted for myself. So uh, again, I think I'm the worst person in Mount Rushmore history. If I were to guess, you know, because, Well, again, I thought it would be kind of close. Surely I thought there would be some pumpkin lovers out there. Um, I thought it would be close too. I'm not going to lie. It it was the Mount Rushmore fall things and you had the the leaves changing colors, hoodies slash sweater season, college football and fire pits, fireplaces. Very good list. I had Thanksgiving chili slash soup season, pumpkin spice flavors, which maybe people it's polarizing. They could have gone the other way. And then new TV show season. Um, I think it was college hope. football. I think it was college football to be yeah, honest. You, I mean, you have good ones. The Le- a lot of people are big leaf people. You know, yeah. Sweaters. Uh, but yeah, 91% to nine. So I'm going to, I'm going to come out and, and admit that was a, that was a bit of an ass whooping. Uh, it only goes <laughs> up from here, folks. I, I've lost, I think I've <laughs> lost almost the last five or six. I think I've either been in last in the panel or lost. So today we're going to do Mount Rushmore of sports team nicknames. Take it as you may. You know, it could be a, a name that we think is really cool. It could be a name that we think's funny. Whatever you want to take away from this, uh, we're going to go with it. Uh, Brian, since you won the last one, I'll let you choose if you want to go first or if you want picks two and three. And we work through this thing. Uh, I'm going to go second. You're going to go second. I'll let you go first. I want two in a row. Well, <clears throat> my first one is just near and dear to my heart. It's its unique. I think it's badass. I'm going to go Purdue Boilermakers, man. You got the yeah. go Boilermakers nickname. So, uh, top of, my, me, top
1: of my list, but yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, and I have a lot of other really funny ones that I think would be good, but to me it's, there's no other team with that name. I looked at, you know, there's no other team. Yeah. Out there no, there isn't. Boilermakers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a team I grew up enjoying. So for me, it, it knocks out the badass factor and they've got a goofy ass mascot that people make yep. fun of because he's creepy looking. Uh, and, and there you have it. Now. And also I want to give a shout out to them. I don't know if you saw that the uh, college football playoff rankings came out and we're 19.
1: I, I was going to bring this up. <laughs> yeah. We're 19. What? Yeah. Is it, has, have That's they been wild. watching our games like 19? Okay, <laughs> okay. We'll take it. We're above Iowa and below Wisconsin. There you go.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly take it. I don't think I've, I don't think we've ever been part of that ranking. No, so we have not. Yeah. There you go. So I got Purdue Boilermakers. Hey, we're Brian, good. You got two I yeah. Uh, I
1: knew you were going to pick, Purdue, I would have picked them first too. Good pick. Um uh-huh. cheers. I'm I'm leaning two different ways. I I think I I, I have two picks together that I, I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna go with the one that I always think of is hilarious and fun when I think of nicknames. And Probably not deserving of a number one pick, first-round pick, but I'm going to go for it anyway. It's the Montgomery Biscuits.
0: Oh, I did not.
1: Have this on my list. Please tell us about the Montgomery Biscuits. <laughs> Montgomery Biscuits. I think they're a double-A baseball team. Uh-huh. And their their logo is wild. Their mascot is wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a du- the double-A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. And they play in Montgomery, Alabama, and their mascot is a biscuit, and it's the Montgomery Biscuits. That's pretty epic. It's fucking awesome. Okay, so the Montgomery I Biscuits. I I really want a Montgomery Biscuit hat, too. Um, I expect you to wear it in the next episode. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for one.
0: I'll try right, to get so-
1: some gambling. With okay, the next one I'm going to take is... A brand new team that I just think knocked it out of the fucking park with their name, Seattle Kraken.
0: Yep, I had a feeling. Yep, that was on the list. Yeah, so this yeah, is more of on the badass
1: side of things. Yeah, not it's like just biscuits. badass. It's right. Biscuits is funny. Kraken is badass. It's it's not your like major props to Seattle for choosing a. Um, off the wall name like Kraken. They didn't go for some stupid generic name like Guardians or some dumb shit like <laughs> Cleveland did. Shout out Cleveland Indians. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, like Warriors or, or Bobcats or some shit like that. Like some mm-hmm. common name. They went for something that no, 100% unique, no other team has. Not to mention their logo is fucking cool too. It is. It's a really nice so, logo, I think. Yeah. Seattle Kraken. OK, very good picks.
0: I, 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 I am. Uh, I had the Kraken on my list. I actually yeah. didn't know about the Montgomery Biscuits. So I'm pretty happy you told me about that. <laughs> now, I'm going to have to say, because I know you have two more picks, but I'm, I'm going to pick my two in this category that uh, that are kind of unique. And you, University of California, UC, Fuck. they have a string of really good names. They have a bunch of them. And the one you're going to take, I'm going to hold. Just to torture you more, I'm not going to take now. I'm going to take my favorite one, UC Santa Barbara first. So that's oh. not the one you had in mind. That's not the one you had in mind, I know. I know the one you had, and I'm taking it next. UC Santa Barbara, they're called. They're the Gauchos. Okay? It, yeah. Pretty sure they're the only team called the Gauchos. <gasps> and to add to it, my favorite part of it is their basketball team plays in the Thunderdome. So <laughs> that is... Mate, welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. So that's a yeah. yeah. shout out there. And the other one, I'm going to say it now, and you, this is the one you're mad about, but it's wild. UC Santa Cruz, they're known as the Damn Banana Slugs.
2: Right. Uh, yeah,
0: they have a hilarious looking logo or, or mascot. Um, the former chancellor actually did not like their 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 mascot. So I got a little background here. Um, so the UC, <laughs> so UC Santa Cruz, Banana Slugs. They, a Banana Slug is a, a Yellow, slimy kind of uh, mollusk is what they call it, who slithers on the floor of the Redwood Forest. So it is relevant. They exist. Uh, but the former chancellor of the university hated the nickname. So in 1980, he changed the university's official nickname to the Sea Lions. And the, you know, in the, the, the basketball arena, they, they changed the floor. The crowd, the students, they're pissed, right? They, uh-huh. they kept chanting for the slugs. So in 1986, the university administration was like, we can't really do anything about this. So we're going to call it the the, the, uh, the banana slugs. We're going back to it. And so they've had it ever since.
1: So shout out to the banana slugs, and I'll let you pick your last two. I took your pick. I, yeah, I was, I was going to do the double of, of UC pick. I should have done that first round because I wanted to get two UC teams. And I have more on my list, so I think you'll get one of them at least. No, I, I'm going to go away from UC now. Okay. Um, Shit. So, okay, I'll go with the a team that's near and dear to my heart for two reasons. One is that I lived in the city for two years uh, right after graduating college. I know two, two. Is, the second reason is that Ted Lasso is a former coach of their football team. Yes, it's sir. The Shockers of Wichita State. Uh huh. I don't okay. think there's any other teams called the Shockers. No, it it refers to a shock of wheat, but obviously any person knows uh, (laughs) the other kind of connotation that the word shocker has.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, So they're my number three pick. Number four. uh, Fuck. I really thought I could get the banana slugs. (laughs) Um I'm, I'm not I'm not super psyched about any other names I have on my list so uh, I guess I'll go with the homer pick no there, there's there's a triple a team that I want to pick but then uh all right if I if I take the clippers no one's going to give a shit about the Columbus clippers <laughs> um so I, I i'll go with the columbia college fighting koalas okay college fighting koala Colum- <laughs> I didn't know columbia fighting college koala. koala i don't think it's fighting is columbia college koalas okay that's
0: wild i didn't i didn't i had not seen that one It's yeah. pretty good shit anything with a funny animal that's always a good one yeah. I think I think that was the better choice out of that, and I think you're considering Columbus Clippers. I think the Columbia College Koalas is is, is much better. Um, so should I round it out, and then we'll give our yep. potential. I don't want to go fully UC. I had another UC. Yeah, team. yep, I did so too, too skip but I did them want to. for now. So we'll put them in honorable mentions. Uh, I'll go with another crazy animal out there. These this team does have a fighting in front of their name. They're the Campbell Fighting Camels. Uh, so. <laughs> I always, I actually yeah. noticed a few years ago when they were trying to make dance at LA tournament, I was like, this is wild. This team has a camel as their logo. Logo, Nice. Um, and so, yeah, the Campbell fighting camels is my last pick. So just to overview, uh, Brian has the Montgomery Biscuits, Seattle Kraken, Wichita State Shockers, and Columbia College Koalas. I've got the Purdue Boilermakers, UC Santa Barbara Gauchos, UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs and the Campbell Fighting Camels. Uh, yep. Any honorable mentions before we, we log off here?
1: Yeah, I didn't have the Gauchos on my list, but I had the UC Irvine Anteaters. The Anteaters, that, yep, they made my that, list. <laughs> that was going to be my, my. I should have done that with my one and two pick, my back-to-back. Because Would you have taken the Kraken if I hadn't? Uh, I would have considered it. I had
0: the two like other ones that weren't like not as funny. I had Kraken and the other, the one I knew you wouldn't take uh, the Baltimore Ravens um, just because I thought yeah, it was no. neat how Edgar Allen Poe is a Baltimore poet yeah. Poe, the Raven. I thought that was a cool story, but I knew you weren't going to take that one. No.
1: So, yeah. I had Kraken. Damn it. Uh, you, Kraken and you wouldn't have taken the biscuits. Fuck. Kraken and Ravens were my
0: only plate. real, like real team picks. Yeah, not like yeah, funny yeah, joke yeah, picks. Yeah. Uh, I also on here had the St. Louis Billikens. Yeah, and a lot Billikins. of people look at that weird thing. It's actually an Elvin charm doll. I looked it up because I was like, what the, <laughs> yeah. "What the fuck is that thing?" And so, shout out my is.
1: wife's uh, dad went to Saint Louis University, Billikens. Oh,
0: really? Played I didn't ho- know that. played hockey there. Yep. Okay, then there's Webster Univ- University in Division three. Have you heard of them? They're called the Gorlocks. Gore- yes, I saw that when I was looking stuff <laughs> up. The
1: Gorlocks. Yep. Okay. I think Webster cool. isn't Webster in uh, Saint Louis too. I believe so. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, if I recall correctly, I, uh, I saw it a
1: while ago. So yeah, yeah,
0: those I are my teams.
1: I, ooh,
0: um, where are Texas they? A&M it's International something. Dust Devils. That's another team out there. Uh,
1: the Presbyterian Blue Hose, like literally I, a hose. So I, I, think my wife's sister went to Webster University. Oh okay. Yeah. So, so St. Louis uh, Billikens and Webster Gorlocks is, is Gor- in the in the in law family.
0: That's what I'm. Um,
1: some, I'm surprised some, you didn't pick any of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some uh, minor league baseball shout-outs: uh, Toledo Mud Hens, yes, and the Lansing Lugnuts, mm-hmm. um, Akron Zips in college sports. The we'll Zips beat is Ohio kind of today. Shout out. Yes, they did. Yep. <laughs> um, and then a home homer shout-out. It wouldn't get any votes, but the Columbus Blue Jackets. I had a, few, a unique I was waiting. name. It has
0: a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. The NHL probably has the best unique names.
1: Yeah, I agree. We'll go with that. Um, Lightning. So real quick on the Blue Jackets, it's a double meaning. Uh, one is a Blue Jacket is a Civil War fighter for the North. So anti-racism, all that stuff. So good message there. <laughs> um, but also there was a Native American called Blue Jacket in the Ohio region. I forget what tribe he was in. Oh, so I didn't know that. They were named after the Native American, like a leader and the civil war, uh, you know, nickname for the Northern fighters. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Good, good, good facts to learn. At the footy corner too, listeners let us know what we forgot. Yeah. Columbus trying to make up for being named after a horrible monster of a uh, person.
0: There you go. Exactly. So you knew there had to be a catch somewhere. Uh yeah, <laughs> at the queen corner to let us know uh, with that, any final comments so again, we'll do scores, predictions, gambling corner at the panel episode. Um, anything you want to say to the listeners before we five thousand this one no, nothing else this week all it's right so with with that, let's turn it over to the guy who almost was Newcastle manager <laughs> Unai Emery
1: good evening, Alexa, please to play
2: uh, my favorite song.